coming up next on Chamber Amplified. And we've been doing this our whole lives. You mentioned that we're Midwesterners. It's like ingrained in our DNA from very early age. If you're someone like me, like you're a people pleaser or you're a perfectionist. So because you're that way, you're always feeling like you're letting someone down. Hello and welcome to the show. I'm Doug Jenkins from the Findlay-Hancock County Chamber of Commerce. On each episode of Chamber Amplified, we're examining issues impacting the local business community, whether it be employee recruitment and retention, marketing, IT issues, leadership development. That's what we'll get into today. It's really anything that can be impacting your business or the business community as a whole. Our goal is to give our members tips each week on at least one way they can improve operations and thrive in the current business environment. One thing we do strive to do here at the Chamber is help with professional development, whether it be our small business workshops, women's leadership events, or the leadership development programs that we have. One of our goals is to help develop better leaders in our workforce. So that's kind of where we're going with today's podcast, except we're focusing directly on you. My guest is Kelly Bibler, who recently spoke at the Bravely Leading Conference at the University of Finley. Now, Kelly talked about how you need to stop apologizing all the time and why that's important. And when I got to thinking about it, Man, I actually apologize a lot when I probably don't need to, and we all probably do it. It's an interesting topic that will help you with communicating with clients, customers, and employees, maybe even potential employers, and it will probably make you freak out a little bit about how many times you actually say you're sorry every day. Thanks again for tuning in. Remember, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, rate and review the show. It really does help spread the word. Now, let's get into it. I know this has been a longtime goal of yours to yeah. do some public speaking, and we'll get into what you were talking about uh, and the stop saying sorry and the, and the message there, because that's what I want to really focus on. But first, congratulations on the speaking engagement. And second, how did that feel to finally get to that point to, to do the public speaking? Thank you. Um, it was amazing. I, I feel like I've been learning my whole life so that I can make mistakes and then help other people <laughs> do better and not make the same mistakes that I have. So I, a couple years ago, it was on my bucket list to really dive into this and figure it out. So I took a course online from someone that I had been following for a while. And that course helped me figure out how to structure a speech. And it's from someone who's been doing it professionally. So um, it really gave me a place to start. and, And then I just started figuring out topics and found this one that I felt like was something that I had conquered in my life. And, and then now I'm starting to take note of other things that people want to hear or are interested in hearing about. So to give some backstory and some context to everything, the Bravely Leading Conference at the University of Finley, this was a, a women's leadership forum type of thing. Uh, yes. and was, what was the overall theme of the day for that? So the overall theme was really, it's really the title of it is women bravely leading and maybe doing things that we aren't always comfortable with, or maybe outside of our comfort zone, or maybe we're scared to do it, but how do we take those steps and how do we lead with confidence? I want to focus on the uh, getting out of our comfort zone part of it for just a second, because whenever we talk women's leadership here at the chamber, it feels sort of odd for me to talk about because of the obvious. Uh, and, uh, but it's a great, uh, there's just a great leadership uh, curriculum for women through the chamber, through what the university is doing. There's, there's a lot of great resources in the community for, for women's leadership. And um, I don't know if I'm the one that should be talking about it or not, but I, I'm happy to. 
So here's the thing is that this was delivered in a women's leadership forum. And, and yes, we have a lot of those here in Finley because I think you're trying to empower all, all leaders really, mm-hmm. but you target that. But anyone who is leading or wants to lead can benefit from any of the content that you're putting out there. And that's kind of what I figured and why I thought this would be great, not just for uh, any women listening, but really anybody who listens to Chamber Amplified. So stop saying sorry, because I knew I told you we'd eventually get to it. Uh, <laughs> yep. That was the uh, the theme of your talk. Yes. What was the genesis for that? What were the conclusions that you come to? So the problem is that when we continually say we're sorry, is that we devalue ourselves and it portrays a lack of confidence in ourselves. And then other people stop taking us seriously or having confidence in us. So, and it's not just actually the phrase, I'm sorry. That's a big piece of it. And that's what a lot of people do when they don't realize they're doing it. But the other things that we do are different phrases that we use or different ways that we start a conversation and we don't even realize that we're doing it or we do or we're devaluing ourselves while we're doing it. So when we talk about saying sorry, are we talking about the, the you know, the stereotypical we're all Midwestern and we like to say, oh, sorry, whenever we yes. bump into somebody. Are we talking about that or is it something a little bit deeper than that? So it's really everything. So okay. what- find is a lot of times that we are saying sorry because we feel bad because we have to deliver bad news. We feel bad because we have to say no. We don't feel confident or feel like we're subject matter experts. Uh, We're fearful or we're afraid of offending someone. And let's face it, we live in a society today where we really Mm -hmm. are fearful of offending somebody and the consequences of that. So when you say, sorry, it's, it sounds like it's a verbal crutch, but also more than a verbal crutch. We just kind yes. of go to it and it, in our, I guess in our minds, it helps alleviate some of the burden of having to give bad news or having to step in and be the big bad boss, that type of thing. Yes. So sorry should never be a sentence starter. <laughs> we are really serial sorry sayers. Like we're a sorry society. And so what I discovered in my journey was that I was like consistently starting sentences or starting thoughts, conversations personally and professionally with I'm sorry, dot, 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 dot. And you can just take out the I'm sorry. You don't even need it there because it is really becoming a barrier and it's setting yourself up for failure or to not be taken seriously. So the idea behind this was to realize that we're doing it, number one, is mm-hmm. because we're it's a habit and we've been doing this our whole lives. You mentioned that we're Midwesterners. It's like ingrained in our DNA from a very early age. Absolutely. If you're someone like me, like you're a people pleaser or you're a perfectionist. So because you're that way, you're always feeling like you're letting someone down or someone's not going to like you. So I'm sorry is your forte, your your entry point into getting that feedback or or just trying to excuse yourself from a mistake that you made that really probably no one else even saw. Make sense? That's a really good point, especially that last one, a mistake that probably nobody else even picked up on. Yeah. 
I I have I talk um, to people about public speaking and being confident and and help give speaking tips to people and people get nervous and then they they say something that wasn't part of what they wanted to say and then there's that awkwardness and really no one knew what you were supposed to say <laughs> and most people wouldn't have the confidence to get up and do what you're doing anyway so just go on with it. Like you don't need to make excuses for the fact that you said something wrong that no one even knew you were, no one even knew what was supposed to be there in the first place. Like you said, this is, I think, great advice for anybody and not, uh, not just at women in particular, but it does feel like women have a societal pressure, pressure to possibly apologize even more uh, to maybe soften that big, bad boss image type of thing. Yeah. And so, I mean, there have been studies done, like it's a scientific fact that women apologize more than men. Like, I don't know how much they paid for that study. I could have told them that for free. But, (laughs) and also their women seem to have a lower threshold for um, offending people. So because of those two things, like scientifically, we're already apologizing for the fact that we may offend or, and, you know, let's face it, like, I'm not telling you or anybody else, anything that you don't already know that women are more emotional leaders just by the nature of who we are as people, estrogen versus testosterone, you know, like that's science and that's how your body works. So because we come at it as more of an emotional we have more emotions that play into that. It it also comes into the fact of us not wanting to offend somebody or make people feel sorry. And the other thing too, is that it's the difference between empathy and sympathy. So if you're more on, on the sympathetic side, you're going to feel more apt to say you're sorry. I'm sorry you feel that way. I'm sorry you are going through this. I'm sorry you're, if you're more empathetic, you're not trying to put yourself in their shoes. You're just trying to, um, see what they see and maybe help them through it. So you're using like, oh, if I'm hearing you right, this is what you're, this is what you're feeling. This is what you're understanding using that feel, felt, found. So women tend to be more sympathetic just by the nature of who we are. And sometimes we have to work a little bit harder to be more on the other side. So we're kind of getting to the root of the issue. What is the first step in recovery here? So the right that you have to realize you have a problem before you right. before you get help, right? So um, it's realizing how much you're doing it. So taking time to go back through and review your emails or your social media post or that correspondence that you're writing, or um, and and make a tick mark, right? Whenever you do it, or having an accountability partner who will sort of, you know, say, Hey, you, you just said, sorry, like, but you've got to record it and you've got to realize that you're doing it or have a coworker or someone like, let them know that you're really trying to fix this habit. And then going back and and seeing how much you're doing it. And then um, going back and correcting it or learning other phrases or other things that you can use that that aren't I'm sorry and it, sometimes it's just as simple as take out the I'm sorry it, it's just a statement it, you don't even need to have I'm sorry I, I think that's a good point I in an earlier podcast uh, that we did maybe the beginning of this year last year I don't know we've been doing a bunch of these 
it's almost uh, the email technique where, you know, I hope this email finds you well, or I hope all is well your way. Just get into it. And yeah. the person's probably going to respond more favorably or just as favorably as they would have if you put that filler sentence at the beginning. Yeah. So sometimes thank you is a phrase that we can use. So instead of saying like, um, I'm sorry for complaining, you say, thank you for listening. That's very or good. Instead of saying, I, oh, I'm so sorry I made that mistake, right? Like I talked about being a perfectionist or, you know, feeling bad. You say, thank you for catching that. Or instead of saying, oh, I'm sorry I'm late, you say, thank you for waiting on me. And I would imagine that you have to give yourself some grace in this whole rewiring oh. of that. I know one thing that I've been striving to do, and I'm still failing at it miserably, but I'm at least cognizant of it, is I try not to refer to everybody as guys, even though that's about as Midwestern as, oh, sorry. Uh, uh, same. And, you know, that type of thing where you're just, all right, I want to change the way I say this, but I know that is going to take time. I would imagine yeah. it works the same way when when you say, I'm sorry, and to start every sentence. Yeah. You know what? Like, it's a habit that you've been doing your whole life. Like, I realized that I, my whole first part of my adult life that I was a serial sorry sayer. And so it took time to change that habit. It's just like anything else, right? Like we want to start walking. We want to start drinking water. We want to stop drinking coffee, whatever it is. It, I mean, there are studies on, you know, how long it takes to develop that habit. And this is really no different. You're changing a habit. So are there any resources you would direct people to if they're uh, maybe would like to make this change or they realize that they need to make this change? There are so many books and articles out there. I mean, there's a book that I read by Rachel Hollis. The whole book was called Girl Stop Apologizing. And that's more geared towards women. But there are lots of professional references. I mean, Forbes has written lots of articles and information on stop saying you're sorry. And, you know, a lot of it is just um, there's another author. Her name's Nicole Williams. She wrote a book called um, Girl on Top. And she talks about these things we do called speech weakeners. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even know there was an, a name for them. But you start things by saying, oh, I might be wrong about this, but. Or I don't know if anybody else feels this way, but. Yeah, those are great examples. It's That's just the same as saying, I'm sorry, right? It devalues you. Uh, any books about stop saying no or learning how to say no? Because a lot of times we're saying sorry because we have to say no. So you have to figure out what your priorities are and what your boundaries are and mm -hmm. protect those. And then you have to be comfortable with saying no. Because if you're comfortable with that, then you're not going to say I'm sorry as much because you're not going to feel bad because you're protecting what's there. And people will actually start to respect you more because you are protecting those boundaries. Kelly, one last thing for you. This isn't to say never apologize. This is no. to just say apologize where appropriate and don't always be in apology mode. Right. I mean, so we we all have read those books that talk about like, yes, when you do something wrong, when you make a mistake and it affects other people or it has a negative impact on them, you should always apologize for something specific and then work on a solution to how you're not going to do that again, and then put that into action. So it backs up your sorry. But really, it's, you know, these are, we're serial, we're saying it like, 
and we're irritating people. We're decreasing our value, right? Like we're, we're just making them tune us out. They're, they're empty words. So if you're not apologizing for something specific and you're just using these as a sentence starter or as a way to, you know, make yourself feel better about something, then that's probably not a good use of it. Kelly, this has all been very interesting. If people want to talk to you more about this, how can they best get in touch with you? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I have an email address. It's a K Bibler, B-I-B-L-E-R at woh.rr.com. Or you can reach me through my website, which is golden pear, like the fruit, voiceandimage.com. Very good. Kelly, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Thanks again to Kelly for joining us. And it seems like it's maybe time to drop our Midwestern pretenses and stop apologizing out of habit. Although we are still allowed to say Ope, though, that's probably not going anywhere. That'll do it for this week's episode. If you have any ideas for topics that we should cover on future episodes, just send me an email, djenkins at finleyhancockchamber.com. Remember, if you're listening on the website, you can have every episode of Chamber Amplified delivered straight to your phone. You don't even have to think about it. Just search for us in your favorite podcast player and click that subscribe button on Chamber Amplified. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time on Chamber Amplified from the Findlay-Hancock County Chamber of Commerce. <laughs>